There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is recorded on Noongar land. We'd like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional owners of the land and extend that respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal, Torres Strait Islander and their elders who are listening today. We respect their spiritual relationship with their country. Have you ever wondered exactly what it is that that married man found so appealing about paying for it? Or watched the murder doco and thought, how can that monster's mother still love him? Welcome to To Be Frank, the show that invites you to step inside the world of Constance Hall as she explores the most interesting topics and people from all over the world. With no BS, no filter. Now your host, Constance Hall, and co-host, Claudia McLeod. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of To Be Frank. I'm Constance Hall, and I'm sort of on my own today, but not quite. I'm doing a special episode that's just me because Claudia's busy, and no, because I've wanted to, I've been planning to do this episode where I announce something super exciting to you guys something that I haven't said anything about and I'll tell you why. So tomorrow, me and the children and my beautiful husband, Denham, all move into our own house, which is so fucking exciting for so many reasons. Anyone that follows me knows that I have been living at my mum's house for two years and it's been really difficult because my mum and Denham don't really get along. They get along just fine. Denham comes over every day and they have a chat. But my mum doesn't want to live with him because... He's not the cleanest person in the world. And and I think I mentioned on the last episode that he'll piss on the floor in the bathroom and, you know, it's not really something someone in her 60s wants to deal with. There was a lot of tension involved with having Dens live with us and we thought that it was best if he found somewhere else to live. Obviously, it was hard for me to care for him. Two years ago, his needs were super high when after his accident and it was just difficult. He didn't have any support workers here in Perth. We came to Perth because I needed more help with the kids and then I kind of sacrificed his routine and yada yada. Something that I don't usually tell people but I can now is that the one bedroom apartment that Dens has been living in is actually on top of the shop. I might have mentioned this last week. I find it really difficult to remember what I mentioned in my head and what I mentioned through my mouth, like to differentiate. So if I did say that, forgive me. So the apartment's been on top of the shop. The reason I don't tell many people is because people come in and they want to see me. I end up just getting super exhausted when I'm there because I'm going downstairs and chatting to people all the time and giving them free clothes instead of hanging out with the kids and stuff. So we never said anything to anyone that Denz's apartment is actually on top of the shop, but that's where it has been. It's like a studio apartment. Anytime that I've been, you know, drained with my mum, I would go and stay there. If not, I would just do it on the weekends anyway, because actually lately I've been sleeping there more times, more often than not, because it's just so hard being a 40-year-old woman and living at your mum's house permanently because it's a small house. She 
takes over with the parenting of the kids and she tells me what time I should be going to bed and whatnot. So anyway, I've always wanted to buy a house in Perth, but because I couldn't sell our house in Margaret River, just to give you some context, before I even owned the house in Margaret River, I had a house not far from here with my ex-husband. And when we broke up, I left that house for him. He had that house and I moved in and I was permanent. I was already living in our Margaret River house. And so that's just the way I kind of expected it would stay. He could have that house and I would have Margaret River because I paid for Margaret River with the profits of my first book. But I'm actually like not that bad with money. I say that I am, but if I know I need to buy something, I'm pretty good with saving. That's what I did with the profits of the first book. I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to have money again. This is the only time I need to make sure that I buy something that's going to help the rest of my life, which is obviously living in a house with no mortgage. So we lived there really happy for, you know, six years until a year after the accident when I realized that I was drowning because I didn't have any help in Margaret River and none of my like oldest, bestest friends were there, plus none of my family except my little brother. You know, he's like, 21, like who's going to want to come and help your big sister at that age? So I came back to mum's and that house has just been kind of empty because I'm still getting divorced with my ex-husband. So I can't sell it, which is a fucking pain in the ass. But the kids, they went into the Steiner school and everything was like super beautiful there. And there was nothing that I just couldn't go back, you know? So we've used that house, the holiday house, which is awesome. It's a really big house. It's like a six bedroom. Not only did I buy it with the profits of my first book, but I extended it with the same money, same profits. And so it's a big six bedroom, had enough room for all of us. It's a gorgeous home. Been such a shock to the system. And I am super resilient like that. Like I don't often feel sorry for myself and go, oh my God, my life's like, you know, because I really do have good perspective and know that like what I got from writing my book was something that most creatives couldn't even dream of. So I was just grateful that I had it rather than being upset that I now not only lived like at my mum's house, but I could not get a rental to save my life. Nobody would even look at us with five kids, a single income and two dogs. I applied for like five rentals when we first moved here, couldn't get one. Then I applied for finance to buy a house. It got like to the very last minute and they said no, which was so devastating. It was a big house near the beach in Coogee. I mean, it was probably a bit above my price, but I didn't know where I stood Money-wise, like I had no idea. I was like, am I super rich? Am I super poor? Turned out I had a big tax debt at the time and the bank was like, no way. But also I had this dodgy credit card thing. And this is why I'm telling you guys because I want to tell you exactly the way that I ended up buying a house. I had this credit card thing on my name, which was so fucking annoying because I'm actually really good with paying my debts. I don't have debts and I pay everything off. But this particular credit card I had because I needed to install a air conditioner in my house in Margaret River. And I got it like five years ago. And every time I made a repayment on it, one of my stepson's dodgy friends was taking that money. And it was through Xbox and through Apple. And I could not figure out for the life of me, I would call the bank latitude that it was with. Can you cancel my card? Like I'm not spending money on it. I'm just trying to pay it off. But every time I make a payment, it gets something gets spent. And then they would be like, yeah, sure. And then two days later, another payment's coming out. It's like subscriptions that were like getting under the radar of the blockage. So anyway, the only thing that I could really do was stop paying the credit card because it's the only way I could stop people from taking money out of it. Fast forward six months or eight months, I've got a default against my name and I just paid the credit card off in total. Like I gave myself a Christmas bonus from the business and paid it off so that I could just get rid of it. That was still on my name applying for finance. So not only did I have a tax debt that I would usually pay off, you know, weekly, like I don't get that behind, but that including the credit card, it was... So yeah, we all got really excited about moving into a house and it didn't happen. And then I just 
gave up on trying for a year, a year and a half, because I was like, I don't want to get my hopes up again and find myself in this same position. So that's five months ago, maybe that I started looking at real estate again. Do you know what I did? Like everybody says it has different advice on the best mortgage broker. I've got the best mortgage broker or you need to use this guy or whatever. In the end, and I contacted a couple, but they were taking ages to get back to me and they were like, oh, is it complicated? It sounds complicated. Because I was like, I've got a business that does really, really well, but I only draw an income from that and I don't really have any savings, which I probably should have, but I just didn't. I only got my wage. And when you think about school fees, they were last year, they were $1,200 a week because I had five kids in a private school and they all had enrollment fees to pay. They're only $700 a week now. But in order for me to also work full-time and the school's an hour away, I had to pay a driver to drive and pick the kids up. And that's, you know, another 500 a week. Like there was just money just fucking flies out of my bank account. I've never been able to get a grip on it. I do have a good system for paying my bills because the day I get paid or the next day, all of my bills, school fee, like all the money I need gets put into another account that's like hidden from me and everything just comes out of that. So I've been good like that, but I'm just not good at saving. I then started relooking at buying a house and my stepdad sold his apartment. So the money from that, which was only a few hundred grand, was in the bank. And my mom and my brothers were like, you know what, you should take that because my stepdad's always let us look after his money and entrusted us to, you know, invest it and whatnot. So then I said, they said, you should take this con. You really need to like, you know, get a roof over those kids' heads. You've been living between this shop apartment and mum's for two years. And I was like, yeah, I guess I, that would be amazing. You know, I didn't, I'd never ask because I'm not that kind of person. I'm never going to say, can I have that money, guys? Or can I borrow that money? You know, I'm good for it. But having them suggest it made me go to my stepdad and say, can I borrow this? And he was like, yeah, of course. And so that was $200,000 that I could borrow. I didn't want to take all of his money because that's all he's got. And I needed a $300,000 deposit to buy a house that was just over a million dollars. And I know that sounds really opulent, but honestly, guys, like the house that I've bought is a big block. So I can have dreams of what I'm going to do to it one day, but it is just a really small, it's like two bedroom house with a cute little renovated garage. And that's sort of renovated into granny flat. I'm going to show you heaps of videos when I get it. But at the moment, it's super humble and it's really cute. I needed 300 grand and I ended up using a hundred thousand dollars. That was my profits from the Tuslers that I've sold in the last eight, no, 10 months and my queen, the label wage. That's sort of like you guys who have given me this, like given me this opportunity and, and helped me and the kids get a roof over our heads. And once again, I need to thank you because. That support has, you know, made me able to just go, for anyone that doesn't know, when I started the Tusla, that was last year, halfway through last year, and I knew that I needed to buy a house. And I knew that the company, Queen the Label, can make a lot of money at times, but it doesn't change with the company structure. It doesn't change my financial position. It just keeps plodding along and it runs at a loss a lot of the time. So I was like, okay, the only thing I can really do here, and I also have a business partner in Queen the Label who runs the back end of everything. It's not just mine. So I thought, well, when I start the Tussler, I'm going to start the Tussler on my own completely. And any profits that it makes, obviously I'm going to put back into the business and try and, you know, buy more stock and all the rest of it. But anything that I can spare, I'm going to use my deposit. So it all kind of came together and paid off my tax bill over the last year and a half. Okay. One more thing. I'm sorry that I keep remembering more things that I need to tell you. I was bitching about my credit card issue and my credit statement 
and on Instagram. And one of my queens messaged me and she said to me, you need to contact a company called Fix My Credit. This is not sponsored. I paid $500 for the service. She said they can get your dodgy credit removed, especially if you've got a good excuse. And I had tried with Latitude. I had said, this isn't fair. These payments were still coming out. I needed to cancel. I needed to stop paying. I tried to cancel it, but they didn't want to know. They were like, sorry, it's gone to the credit bureau and there's nothing you can do about it. When I contacted this company to fix my credit, this is what I liked about the company. I like any company that works like this. They said that they will not charge me. They didn't charge me anything to look into the case and to take the case on. But if I do get it taken off my credit file, then they charge you $500. And I was just like, perfect. That's great. You know? And they said that they heard the problem that I had and they said they think it'll be really easy to fix. And it was. So credit card paid off, tax paid off. And with a deposit, I was actually in a much different position than I was when I was trying to buy the other house in Coogee. So this house, it's in Hamilton Hill in Perth, but it's kind of close to the Hamilton Hill South Freo border. It's not, there's a couple of parts of Hamilton Hill that I don't love because I used to live there. And this one is like closer down to the beach. If you think about my mum's house, I know none of you know where my mum lives, but my mum's house and the shop and the shop is just by the beach in South Freo. And the house that I've bought is exactly halfway between both. So it'll take 20 minutes for me and the kids to walk to mum's and it'll take 20 minutes for us to walk to the beach. It's just cool. I'm so stoked. And even though it's small, my plan is that when I get to sell Margaret River, which fingers crossed, I have a pre-trial hearing next, like in January. So fingers crossed that's coming. I can use the money left after trial and settlement to extend. And when I extend, oh my God, you guys will not believe what your eyes, I'll I'll show that, share the inspo pics, but I'm going to make like villas because, you know, my kids are getting older now. So I want like at least three bedrooms in the main house, which is only got like one and a half at the moment. And I I really want to change it all to super open plan because it was built in the 50s. So it's not. So I want super high ceilings, but I want everything like indoor, outdoor living, really, really rustic, exposed beams with three really cozy bedrooms, nice big kitchen. You know, my kitchen in Margaret River, I'm sure you've seen it if you're listening to this, but it has big concrete garden beds outside the windows and the windows, the kitchen is like just glass walls. That's what I want. I want all that because the garden at the house that I've bought is magnificent. Then I'm going to put in a beautiful swimming pool, like a nature inspired swimming pool. And then I want to put in a couple of villas, like it's an 800 square meter block. And I want to utilize every fucking inch of that because the older kids need somewhere to stay and they need their privacy as well. And also like my brother's calm and my mum might need to, you know, one day rent this house out and come and live with me because she's old, not now, but she will be when one day. And so I just really want to have that space that I can offer to everyone in my family. I'm such a close family orientated person that I think it's, it's important for me to be able to offer that to everyone, security and comfort and to not feel like they need to like race out the door, like, you know, as soon as they turn 18 or anything like that. Tomorrow I get the keys and right now I'm so freaking excited. It's tiny. I don't even know how I'm going to fit a TV and a bed in the house, but doesn't matter because I went and saw it the other day for like a pre-settlement visit and oh my God, it was just more beautiful than I'd remembered. Do you know what I mean? Like usually you get buyer's remorse and you go, oh my God, what have I done? It feels like me. It feels like me and the family, me and the kids. It feels like somewhere that you want to raise your children and that is amazing. That's I'm just... I'm just so lucky, really. And I don't ever take that for granted, ever, because I know that without the support 
constant support and like love from you guys and trust you know because that's really all I was watching a PR chick and she was saying that all that you have as a public figure is trust and that's why sometimes when you know you see people having to come out and apologize or have a big bloody statement after a catastrophe it's because you've lost trust and I've had a million catastrophes but I don't feel like I've ever lost your trust and trust that I come from a right, the right place, not that I'm not going to screw things up. But, you know, you believed in me and the Tusla and you always do. And, you know, I think we're on the same page when it comes to my clothing designs, because even though the Tusla obviously paid for $100,000 of the deposit, I wouldn't have been able to get that or use that for a deposit if I didn't have the wage from Queen Label. It's been like seven years of support. I'm getting a bit teary just thinking about it, honestly, how grateful I am to have everyone that is even people that are now listening to this. Not that this earns any money yet, but soon we will be putting ads on it and it will hopefully be a commercial venture and I'll start a little studio at the house and life will just get better. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Life will be easier. Hopefully. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I will share some photos as soon as I can. Oh, so the reason that I haven't, this is just a little insight into my paranoid brain. The reason that I haven't said anything, and you know, I would have liked to, but is because I'm so paranoid that I'll lose the house or I'll lose the finance. This is the first time I've ever gotten a mortgage on my own. I had a mortgage once with my ex-husband for our last house, but it wasn't really reliant on my income. I think it was, you know, a little bit from my hairdressing income, but I already was pregnant with my second kid by the time I bought my first house. So it didn't feel daunting at all. He really did look after the money and do all of that sort of traditional marriage money stuff and I was just along for the ride picking the house and picking the color schemes and and then I bought obviously my house in Margaret River and that's sort of how I managed to break free from an unhappy marriage for for lack of a better term this is the first time I've ever gotten a mortgage and I haven't even had a personal loan like I just don't do that sort of stuff. I sort of like to live within my means as much as I can. Anyone would have thought when my book my first book made so much money it like profited 2 million dollars and made like five and then with that money I toured with like the extended family and like my cousins and and everything all over the world things cost money (laughs) and I gave away eighty thousand dollars and I had to pay taxes and all the rest of it so with that two million dollars and I also invested into Queen the label which is how we have the label today anyone else well not anyone but you know people say this to me anyone else would have bought a more expensive house but my house in Margaret River was 500 grand even though it's super beautiful and it looks like it's worth more $560,000 I paid for that and that is on a small block like a 500 square meter block I did that because I was like I don't want to get a mortgage I don't want to you know I'm happy to live in my means as long as I know that I'm gonna have that sort of security forever do you know what I mean so losing that and leaving that 
was really tricky because I never had any security before I had kids, but I made sure that I did have security when I had kids because I was raised by a single mom moving from house to house and it was really difficult and I watched her struggle for years. So it was just something that I always had in my head, which is actually really fascinating as well because I did a belief coding session with the incredible Sammy Dobbs recently and she sort of taps into your inner psyche and your um, what's it called subconscious and finds out what your blockages were. What I wanted to talk to her about was was me with money. I'm like, my business has, has brought in so much money and I don't have any and I need to know why. I need to know what my issues with money is. And interestingly, halfway through when we were talking, she said to, something to me about, you know, like different things that have happened in therapy. And I said, oh, no, I've never actually gone to therapy about money. Like I've never really cared about money. I've only ever gone to therapy about love. I've always gone to therapy about love because I'm like, freaking out over a guy or I've lost my mind or I've turned into a fucking psycho or I'm crying myself to sleep or whatnot. The only time I've ever felt out of control of my emotional state has been about love and men. Then when we were doing this belief coding session and we were going down to like childhood beliefs about money, all of a sudden these things started popping up about the different families that lived near me and how they all had husbands and how much I actually put in my brain that the key to uh, security is a man, is love or a relationship. If And if you don't have that, it's a man. You need to have a man in control of your money in order to be successful and to be okay. And I didn't have any of that sort of self-trust. And I think there were a lot of things that my mum wouldn't have even realised that she was doing when I was young and I would be like, but why can't we do this? And she would be like, well, because we don't have what they have. They have, a, you know, the two incomes, all this sort of stuff. And I just always felt like the single mum kid, the poor kid, the kid that didn't have a dad around making money. And even if he was around, he was an artist and he didn't make any money anyway. Really fascinating stuff. I've had to really challenge my own beliefs around my own ability to understand taxes and wages and money, basically. But never did I think I would get a mortgage for over $700,000 because that is scary. And I'm the only income earner and I have six mouths, eight mouths to feed if you include me in denim, plus two dogs. So never did I think I would do that, except it's time to just trust myself and also like look at everything that I've done and that you guys have helped me do. And of course, I'm going to be able to fucking pay the mortgage and build my commune dream. Oh, heaven. It'll just be so incredible. I'd love to be able to you know, when the kids are a bit older, give something back as well and open it up as like a retreat that women could come to escaping DV or, you know, just having a hard time single mumming. Even escaping addiction is a huge passion of mine. And I think it's something that, you know, we often forget. Sometimes women with addiction issues just actually need someone to fucking unconditionally support them and to have the pressure of paying bills and how you're going to, you know, be in survival mode have that taken off you for a little while so you can focus on yourself. Yeah, all sorts of amazing things that I want to do to finally have my commune dream. But most importantly is my family, of course, and you guys and letting you guys know how, where I'm at, how I got here and how grateful I am because as usual, you bailed me out and I love you. Now I'm going to talk to some of the people in our family get their opinions on what the last two years have been like and how excited they are about our new house. 
Mum, if I had told you three years ago that in a year me and the kids are going to come and spend two years at your house, what would you have thought? I don't think I would have believed it because you were so set up and you had your nannies and everything was ticking along so well. Mind you, I always felt a bit abandoned that you didn't need me. (laughs) I don't know why. Do you think that in general you're happier to know how needed you are now? Yes. Personally, I would have thought that we couldn't have gotten along for that long without having a big blow up and me moving out. But I reckon that's probably a good takeaway for people as well because a lot of people say to me, oh, I'm so jealous, me and my mum don't get on like that and I could never have that with my mum. And I'm like, I don't think anyone realises how volatile our relationship has been and how much in times of need you can actually reframe Yeah, it's just holding back. I mean, the last huge fight we had at the beginning of COVID, I think, where we didn't speak for a few months, and I was so hurt and hated you so much for (laughs) being so mean and everything else. I don't know really where I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) Just so that you all know how mean my house can be. How she can be. Of course, excluding someone is the worst thing you can do, not that you meant to crush me. (laughs) <laughs> Mum reckons because I have kids, if I'm not talking to her, I'm excluding her. <laughs> but you used to, we'd have a fight and you'd go and go away for a few days and then come back. But now our friendship is so much better and more respectful. It sounds corny <laughs> and it sounds fake, but it is. We have had a few screaming matches since I've moved in here, but you hold yourself back from mm. saying anything you can't take back. Mm. And you learn to do that. And, yeah, I guess that's because that's respect as well. You know, I just sometimes you go off your head and you're being nuts and crazy and I'm just like, yep, yep. (laughs) And the old me would have gone, fuck that, fuck her, don't let her get that one over you, you know. Like you have to, whereas now I don't stand like that. march out the door for two or three nights yeah but now we've got nowhere to go so and still with this house, we can't even go to a hotel because of the dogs yeah and with the house it's so small you're still going i'm still going to be needed so it's kind of win-win i think so i think yeah. it's a win-win because the kids aren't ready to move out either they've loved having you know a grandma at home living you know it's very mummish for them yeah what was that thing that billy violet said when you're giving her some worming pills <laughs> I was worming Billy Violet and she said, why are you pretending to do to be all mumsy? And I said, what do you mean? Like I do things like this all the time. And she goes, no, you're taking Granny's job for some weird reason. You're pretending to be Granny. <laughs> but anyway, it's going to be good because I know the older ones have had enough of being here and my odd rules, you know, about not eating after nine and things like that. I'm trying to incorporate those rules into my new house because I don't want to go back to the way that we lived in Margaret River where everything was left to me and I'm overwhelmed and so we're living in shitty standards. And, you know, I think as a woman as well, like even though the mess was made by denim, I still felt the shame of having a messy house. Mm. Or you'd have to, because you're so busy, pay for a cleaner to come along, which yep. is ridiculous it's with fucking ridiculous. wrong people. Yep. You know? It's Get definitely easier with, like, younger kids, with your mum, because they're all cute and loving and they'll have tantrums, but they're still cute. Yeah. Whereas if an older kid acts, has a tantrum, it's like they're being disrespectful. Yeah. And then it comes with more. I know, shit. especially if Rumi swears at me and everything it's like oh he's so cute because <laughs> <laughs> you know he loves you so it's the old rose colored we've had some major blow-ups with billy and mum they clash like sisters do 
and it's fucking impossible. So Billy having a bit of space is always a good thing because then she really remembers what she likes about Granny's house and wants to come back and does her little sap yeah. job like, hey, Granny, I'm back. My I'm, favourite granddaughter's back again. I'm so conflicted with her. I adore her so much. But sometimes I just can't bear her to be on the same planet as me. <laughs> <laughs> you know? She's a monster, my daughter. But, you know. but we love her. I remember being a monster when I was young as yeah. well. Anyway, I so I think that the exciting thing about this is that it is like it's the move that isn't really a cool. I think it's like a, a, a cool move out. It's not a hot one. It's like we're not really moving out. We're still half here. And one day Granny's going to end up living at my house yeah. because she'll be a little old cripple with no one around. And Eventually when my <laughs> arthritis kicks in and I, <laughs> I hobble along, <laughs> wait for me, Rumi. <laughs> <laughs> but I think in general, like myself anyway, I've sort of been happier and I've always said this to people when it came to leaving my first husband and stuff. I don't think I would have done that if I didn't have my nannies living with me because it was more fun. And then I went back to just living with Dens and we were in the honeymoon period and that was like fun because you're in love mm. with someone. That was way then, too long. <laughs> but then that wears off and now I felt a lot happier in general living with my mum because it's fucking company. Yeah, and it's good to have someone that has your back even if they don't agree with you, they've still got your back. Yeah, and someone that's like up to date with everything. Like you've got yeah. old friends and stuff but you're not just going to call them every day and fill them in yeah. on everything. So, yeah, I've always thought that women should all live together. It's definitely better. It's more fun. Denim doesn't really talk. Yeah. You know, he's not really company. Yeah. And then he just sleeps in And hence why I have to listen at doors so I know everything that's going on in my life. But also, you'll be pleased to not have denim around quite as much. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have to be careful here. Is this a setup? (laughs) It's just, it's growing men and toilets and things like that. I, you know. I'm not good with that. No, I'm not either, to be honest. So. Hold your doodle when you win. <laughs> <laughs> Aim for the toilet bowl. Billy Violet, what's it been like living at Granny's house for two years? It certainly had its ups and downs <laughs> with Granny and her mood things. And I guess, like, because our old house was a lot bigger, a lot more room mm-hmm. for all the kids and mm-hmm. all our dogs. I think it's been not good. To be honest, it's been nice. It's been stable. Yeah. Like, she knows how to get all the kids ready in the morning. Oh, my God. Why does this have to turn into a mum shaming session? And so it's been two years and now we're moving out. And are you excited? I'm so excited. I'm actually, I think about it all day. <laughs> I'm so excited and to create my room. A bedroom is a big thing when you're a kid. I remember, like, a new bedroom or changing my bedroom around or getting new furniture. I changed like, my bedroom around literally every, like, couple of weeks and it makes it feel so good and I'm just in my room all the time. I know, and then you're like, I just never want to leave my room. Yeah, and then it gets boring and you have to change it again. Mm. That's like, you know when, like, I do the Kmart up like a really cheap, like, restyle, a new rug, new sheets, that sort of stuff just to spoil you? Yeah. It's been a while, But it does feel good, though, doesn't it? Yeah. When you're feeling flat and your mum does it like cheap, cheap houses you up of your room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited to, especially how cool my bedroom is. Mm. Billy does have a pretty cool bedroom. It's like an added on part of the shed and it's like got a loft bedroom and it's got its own sink and toilet and 
The thing about Billy is that she doesn't get scared. Being outside would scare me when I was a young kid, probably even now, but Billy just loves it. She's super brave. What are selling is out the front? But even backyards, like they get burgled. <laughs> Who would burgle it like a backyard? Anyone. I mean, look, maybe not, but it's still, you've got to be careful. And yeah, I would have heard noises all night and been like, mom. No, I, I sleep with my headphones all most nights. Great. You won't even hear them coming. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just lock my doors. Misha Scott can't come in. I think one of the hardest parts about me living in someone else's home, essentially, even though it's my mum, is that I haven't been able to welcome your friends in and go like, I usually like to be, you know, what I'm like, open door policy with kids' friends. Especially how Granny hates all my friends. She doesn't hate all your friends. She hates everyone, not just your friends. No, especially like my really sweet, like really shy, like friends. like, Jackie and she and then they're like I'll be eating ice cream or something and they're like oh should we get up like I must have said something like I swear I accidentally say something about granny like oh she's such a bitch or something like that and then my friends get really scared and when they come over they're like am I allowed an ice cream when I was young my friends were scared of mum too it's just a thing mum does because she doesn't care about people liking her so she doesn't oh, no, she, don't crack your knuckles why just don't it's bad for them um, but, yeah, she doesn't actually put on a show for anyone because it's like give a fuck if they don't like her. Yeah, and also, like, she's super sarcastic. Like, remember when my friend came over the other day and she was like, because I hadn't asked Granny, I just bring her over. And she was like, are you sure I'm allowed to be here? And I was like, yeah. And then Granny was like, no, get out. <laughs> and, I, and she was like, really? She started getting really scared. And, like, obviously it was a joke. But then when I was like, Granny, can you tell her you're just joking? Granny was like, I'm not kidding. Get out. <laughs> and it's just, she's so sarcastic to the point where she won't even own up to it like 10 minutes later. <laughs> it's not even sarcasm anymore. Like, yeah. it's just <laughs> so true. Hi! Okay, guys, i got to ask you some really serious questions. How do we feel about moving into our own house tomorrow? Definitely. Really good. I'm in my underpants. That Rumi, no one, but this is a podcast. You're only getting heard, not seen. No one will see the video. Okay. Okay, so Raja, are you excited? Dang it. Yes? Snow, you're excited? I'm very excited. Are you? Yeah. Why, because you're excited to get away from Granny or because you get your own house? No, because I'll start a new life in that house. A new new house, new Snow? Yeah. (laughs) Raja? Snow will be angrier. I love this. You think Snow's going to be angrier in that house? Yeah. I I love my new world. Your new world? (laughs) <laughs> oh, thanks, Snow. Thanks for the kisses. All right, guys. Love you. Love you. Are you excited, Ben? <laughs> Bear's excited. Dens, are you happy about moving out? Yeah, absolutely. What are you most excited about? I'm getting my build on. Build stuff. What are you going to build? A fence to begin with to get the dogs in. Yes. And then hopefully a treehouse. Yes. That's what I want to hear. See, it's all happening. Yeah. I'm actually really excited. And I've seen all your plans and stuff, and they look amazing. <laughs> yes. And are we going to incorporate those, like, Indian windows that I told you I wanted? I hope in the so. Treehouse? I hope so. Anywhere you want them. Yes. Yes. It's all happening, guys. I'm <laughs> sorry for us all to be together as well. Like, the kids and you, we're out. it's been hard living separately for so long. Yeah, it has. I've been doing a nightly commute every night, and then I go to the shop, then I come back here, and then someone makes me feel guilty about where I'm not. <laughs> then usually... <laughs> Loves the guilt trip. Guilty. Arlo, how do you feel about leaving Granny's after two years? Yeah. Pretty good. Good to be leaving Granny's? Yeah. Do you appreciate everything she's done, though? Yeah. Yeah. 
I think in general, it's been a very humbling experience because for five years now, I've kind of just cruised along as if I was in this like amazing financial position or five years I did, not really considering because I thought, well, if you own your house outright, I've always had this sort of idea. If you own your house outright and you don't have a mortgage or rent to worry about, then you're always going to be okay. But it's humbling and it's fascinating as well to know that at any point you could not be okay. You know, there is nothing at all to say that we're not going to lose our home or have to leave our home and not be able to sell it or who knows what the fuck's going to happen. And once my auntie Lisa, who I've had on this podcast and I really love, she said to me that the only real investments you can ever rely on is your connections. And that's so true because if I didn't have someone that I could call and, and move in with and just ground myself and recoup for two years, I don't know what I would have done. Knowing now what the rental market really is like, I have no idea what I would have done. And so I'm just grateful that I've always let people come and stay with me and that I know people that will let me stay with them. But I definitely think we all need to do more of it, which is sort of part of the plan of having the like granny flat villas in the backyard. It's because I'm terrified of the state of accommodation in this world. And as long as I have a roof over my head and I can keep paying my fucking mortgage, I want to know that, that I can house as many people that I know as I can if, you know, shit happened, even if it was only temporarily. But, you know, how great to be able to say to your brother or your mum or even your friend, like, come and live with me until we're both old and die. That is my dream. That's the commune dream. Thanks for listening to another episode of To Be Frank. If you enjoyed this episode and want more, be sure to click follow. And leaving a review helps others find the podcast. Join us next time as we explore more interesting topics and people from all over the world. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.